Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2... Hello everyone and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder. And today, um, I am going to be talking to you guys about um, basically planning a memorial um, for your loved one who has passed, uh, and specifically about my situation with my father and um, having to plan his memorial uh, during a pandemic. Um, So for those who do not know, uh, my father passed away in January uh, from Huntington's and other complications as well. And um, so we had to postpone his memorial service um, because it was right before everybody started getting their um, their vaccines. And um, I just wanted to be safe, especially, you know, I work in a hospital and um, it's realizing, you know, getting people together at the time was not the smartest thing. So we decided um, that we were going to hold off on um, doing his memorial until July 3rd. And the reason that we chose July 3rd is because my dad was known for his um, fireworks um, during the 4th of July. So every year when I was a kid, on the 4th of July, we would have a big group of people come over, and my mom would make all this food, and um, everybody would sit down on the grass. My dad would have gotten fireworks from uh, from somewhere, and um, he always did, like, the best fireworks display. Um, it was amazing. And um, he actually started a trend in our neighborhood. So other people started doing fireworks because of my dad's fireworks. But he was known for it every year. Um, And we were known for our big party, our big 4th of July party. So we decided that in order to honor dad, we were going to do a kind of uh, the way that he would have wanted to do it. Um, Rather than a traditional memorial service, we decided we were going to do a memorial gathering or a memorial party. on the 3rd of July. And that way we could do fireworks and we could do all of his favorite summer um, foods and, um, you know, just have this big informal get together, something that he would have loved um, where everybody could share their thoughts and feelings and um, just enjoy themselves. So that is what we are doing on Saturday. Um, We've been planning his memorial and, you know, preparing, and it's been like a countdown, one that I, um, I've i dreaded, I have to honestly say, um, just because uh, it just feels, it feels like I'm 
having to say goodbye and that's very hard and reliving a lot of um of the feelings um because of going through music and and photos and videos and things uh, to prepare for the day so i i will admit it's been very hard um you know every everything that i do it just feels heavy um to do but at the same time i wanted to do something that would be special um and perfect for dad you know in his way and not in anybody else's way um so that's what we're going to do but i wanted to kind of just go over um planning a memorial um I know other people have lost loved ones uh, during COVID, um, but their, you know, their loved ones died from Huntington's and um, they may have had to put off the memorial service or they've had to, uh, you know, limit the amount of people who are going. And so maybe you're looking at doing another type of memorial service uh, later on or, um, or doing, you know, the first memorial service however you're looking to do it, uh, whether it's a formal one or informal. Um, so I just kind of kind of wanted to go over those things, um, you know, and just basically planning and and give you guys a little resource that I used for my planning um, that I found very helpful. So there is a website, um, and it is called Cake. I believe I've talked about it before. If you go to www.joincake.com, um, they have a blog. They have, like, you can join, and it, you can do end-of-life planning through this website. Um, they talk about loss and grief. They, you know, they talk about all kinds of stuff. So it's a really great website full of information. They also have this blog on um, how to plan a memorial service, and it gives you steps on how to um, how to do it, basically. And it goes all the way from formal to do it your, um, you know, do it yourself, which is basically what DIY, um, which is what we're doing. Um, and so it gives guidance on all of that and how to do it and what to expect. And I think um, it's a great resource, especially if you've never had to plan anything like this. And you don't realize how overwhelming it can be. Um, it's great to have something to kind of keep you on track. So um, the other great part of their blog is they have um, a checklist for loss. So it's called a post-loss checklist. That's part of their um, how to plan a memorial service to figure out what to do next. Again, great resource. Um, very helpful. There are a lot of things that we weren't aware of that we needed to take care of um, when dad passed, you know, that I just didn't even think about. So it's a great resource. Um, but to start off with the memorial, you're going to want to figure out basically what you want the feel of the event to be. Do you want it to be a more formal thing um, with, you know, with a, a service and uh, an efficient and and all of that, or do you want something more informal? Um, you know, and do something that um, completely informal. But you could, you could do something just 
you know, very, very easy. It doesn't, informal is great, um, but it, it gives you tips on all of that and how you want the feel of the event to be. Um, for my dad, we chose informal um, because of how he was and how, um, you know, he just loved everybody and he loved music and he loved um, food. And so we, we wanted to incorporate all of those things. Um, once you have the feel of the event, figuring out the venue and the service date would be your next thing. And um, again, you're, you're going to want to, it's harder right now planning around COVID. Um, obviously, the summer um, is a good choice, but, uh, you know, we don't, we don't know what the future holds. And so trying to keep that in mind and um, look at your service date and um, to make sure that you're going to be okay, see whatever restrictions that the venue has, um, because sometimes, uh, depending on what state you live in, or if you're having it indoors or outdoors, that type of thing, there's going to be certain restrictions. So you may want to call, call around uh, and see what options there are. And you might also want to um, look online uh, and see if they've got a website that maybe shows that information so you're not having to call a ton of places. Um, a lot of times people have their venue at a church or a chapel. Um, but again, you can do informal stuff. You, it doesn't have to be in one of those for it to be a more formal memorial service. Um, remember, you know, what, just remember what the person w would want. Um, <clears throat> You can even do, and this is the great thing about this resource, um, you can even do a online virtual memorial service, which I think um, is amazing. And there's actually, they provide a link called Gathering Us is the, is the website uh, for planning a virtual funeral, uh, which you know, again, very cool idea. I've never thought about it before. Um, so if you look into that, that's, that's another option for you. Um, the other big part after you get your venue and your, your, um, your date set, and this is the part that was a bit harder for me, was selecting speakers. So um, obviously, you know, my mother wanted to speak. Uh, at the event, but I reminded her that she's probably going to be crying and have a hard time speaking. Um, so you may want to select speakers who are going to be able to um, stay a little bit more calm. Um, those who, you know, if you're doing a special reading, you know, somebody who's going to be able to deliver it well, or, um, and, you know, in the case of my, my cousin who passed away, um, we had people who we had people stand up who um, knew him and wanted to share their memories, and so we allowed time for every person to do that that wanted to, um, which I think is another great uh, way to do it and just have people share their thoughts and feelings and um, being able to to realize that all these people affected or this person affected all these people in such a great way. Um, and you don't have to hire a professional or anything for those types of things. Uh, you can 
you know, just do it with the ones, your loved ones and your friends and uh, make it a very special type of thing. Um, usually, so usually with memorials as well, uh, usually you issue invitations, right? Especially if you're going very formal. Um, you may also do it via the newspaper. I chose to do it via Facebook and text messages. So I sent all updates um, through a text message, and then I had a Facebook event and invited everybody that way, uh, since most everybody has Facebook, and that worked very well, um, and I did have people respond. Um, there are electronic invitations that you can do, um, evite, um, that can track RSVPs, so you know how much food to order and things like that. Um, but if you're going more formal, um, you know, you're going to want to make sure that you, you send out those those invitations to people so you get your RSVPs. Um, this has been the hardest part for me, and that would be choosing music. Uh, again, you know, depending on what type of service you have, depends on what kind of music you have. Um, you don't really want to play, like, I don't know, Pink Floyd at a church. <laughs> But we, you know, we picked a bunch of dad's favorite songs that we're going to be playing um, while everybody's eating. And then a few of his favorite songs um, to put towards a slideshow. And so uh, we have a good mix of music, though. My dad was into all kinds of music. So, um, you know, we have stuff that's country. We have uh Boston and and Chicago and uh Journey, which Journey was one of Dad's favorites. Um so we're just gonna be playing all kinds of music for him. And I've gotta say that was the hardest part for me, just going through music, trying to decide what to play. Um and it was just very hard personally because I would hear a song and it would make me miss my dad so much. Um so just make sure that uh, when you're doing that portion of it, um, that you think of, of that and give yourself some time to breathe. If you feel overwhelmed, walk away for a little bit so you can, you know, just take a breath. Uh, if you're looking for funeral songs, um, you can actually, there are tons of websites that have songs that are appropriate for more formal songs or, you know, like what we're doing where we're doing that informal uh, playlist. Um, and we have a, a list of songs, too, that relate to, you know, passing on. And um, so there are tons of websites out there. If you go and look and just type in music for for a funeral, um, this website has uh, a list as well. Um, the other part that's really, really hard, or was hard for me anyway, was creating a program. So with an informal event, it's not as hard, but you still kind of want to have like an agenda where you write things down of what to do and a time frame of what you're wanting to do. So you kind of stay on track because it's really hard to make sure that everything happens in, in the time frame um, that you want. So you know, like we set a time for everybody to show up and then everybody's going to be eating 
and sharing um, stories and and talking. And at the very end, um, we will be doing fireworks and sparklers. And so that will be our our send off for dad, I guess. Um, so just remember that even at the most informal um, event, you probably probably want to create a uh, program or an agenda, even if it's just writing down some notes, so you stay on track um, for your event um, and things don't go absolutely crazy. <laughs> uh, for more formal events, there are um, you know things that funeral homes do and take care of for you. Uh, or you can get templates online, such as on Etsy, uh, which has been one of my favorite places to get templates for things. So you can go on there um, and get every anything that you really need for a more formal program. So choosing photographs uh, is another big part of of a memorial service and compiling photos and memories for um, a slideshow. Um, I did find this very hard going through all of the memories. In fact, as I was going through and I'm looking through photos on Facebook, um, you know, trying to find the stuff that, you know, my dad was tagged in, I pulled up the, I didn't realize I could do this, but I pulled up the comments that he had left on my Facebook over the years. And, um, and that was very hard, but also very sweet to see how much he loved me. And uh, so I'm very glad I did it. A very hard moment as well. So again, take that time. Make sure to give yourself time to kind of walk away and breathe if you need to. Um, and, you know, as you go through, also for, you know, putting together a slideshow, don't, don't think you only have to do photos. You can do um, all kinds of memories. So I have videos of dad that I'm planning on um, on putting in there as well. Um, maybe even a photo of uh, Katie and Katrina uh, dancing with dad at, the, at a, an event. So, um, you know, those are other things that you can include now with, with uh, slideshows. It's no longer just photos. You can do, um, you can do videos and things like that. Um, I actually used a, it's called Adobe Spark, and they have this really cool, um, got a really cool slideshow that you can do. But there's things like confetti, that's another one, um, you know, or publisher, I mean, not publisher, uh, Microsoft um, has, has their stuff as well, PowerPoint, things like that. Um, and there are easy, you know, easy ways of putting it together. It doesn't have to be difficult. You can also, if you aren't good at things like that, find somebody um, who is good at it. And a lot of times um, people are willing to help, but you, you can actually pay for somebody to put together something very nice. And it turns out very good. Um, on their list here on Cake, one of the things that they have is choose a guest book. So this is not something that we are doing, but I really love this idea. And it says, ask young children to contribute by drawing pictures, helpful, helping find photos, or encouraging other guests to sign the book. I really think that's a cute idea uh, to do 
for a service. So I just wanted to mention that one as well. Another thing that we we're not doing um, because we're doing fireworks is pick flowers. Uh, usually that's a very traditional thing to do for a memorial service, um, but we're not. We are going with fireworks and uh, we're going to be lighting um, to pick any flowers and have those arrangements, you know, catch on fire. <laughs> so we're, we're limiting that. Um, food. So, um, this is another hot topic for services. Again, you can go very formal or informal. We're having hot dogs um, and we're doing apple pie and, uh, you know, very informal stuff. Uh, for my cousin's funeral, uh, we we did uh, Spanish food, which was really amazing. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot more formal than that. So. Food is, a, is another one, um, and it's a great way to gather and talk with people and, uh, you know, even have people kind of things um, if you're doing something more potluck. Uh, reading this, it says certain states don't allow funeral homes to, to serve food, so that's pretty interesting, too. You may want to check with whatever your venue is. Um, on whether or not they're able to serve food. Um, attire, address attire, this is so funny. So one of the, I'm skipping over the specify seating and the reason for that is because we're, in, for an informal thing, I'm not worried about seating. My cousin's funeral, we did very formal seating and it was very traditional. So um, you, you will have to worry about that. And, uh, we have a large family, so, you know, we had a ton of people in the line to go down for specific seating. And so um, you're definitely going to want to talk to your venue about that if that is a concern for you. Uh, you know, for us, it's literally bring a blanket or a chair and, and sit down and, you know, and eat and watch the fireworks. So um, we're not worried about that. But it's higher. Um, you might want to figure out what people are allowed to wear. If you're particular about that, if you're doing a more formal thing, you might want to specify very specifically, you might want to tell people what it is that you expect them to wear. Um, or if there's a specific color, you know, that maybe your loved one, you know, loved a color and you want everybody to dress in that color. Um, that's something to consider. Um, you know, obviously, memorial services, um, funerals, they're very expensive. Um, if, if you have not looked into any of this, this is something that you may want to look into. Traditional funerals are, are thousands of dollars. Um, cremation is cheaper. Um, it's less expensive, but it you don't necessarily get everything that you would with a traditional funeral. So that's something else to consider. Um, again, personally, we went with cremation and chose to uh, put dad's uh, memorial service off until July 3rd and um, just go the, the informal route. Um, so for us, it was not, it wasn't too terrible, but there are people who, uh, you know, who, pay 
thousands upon thousands of dollars for funerals, uh, which is fine. There's no issue with that. Um, but if if you're somebody who's trying to, you know, do this on a budget, I would definitely look at this website, the the joincake.com, um, to get some ideas on what you can do if you're wanting to save a little bit and how to how to go about doing all of that. Um, it basically tells you everything that you you need to think of. Um, there's also, and I didn't even know this was a thing either, but there is a Funeral Consumers Alliance website that you can go to, and they can also help with a lot of this stuff and help with planning um, because it's a very, very hard thing to do, very um, overwhelming. And um, I am literally in, in the thick of it right now with the, the memorial service not being far away. Um, so, it, you know, I, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, and that's why I'm telling you, give yourself permission to step away. Um, don't expect that it will be easy or that you're not going to break down. It's okay if you do. Uh, and be honest about it and, you know, be honest with people about how you feel and what you expect and, um, you know, do it however you feel that your loved one would want it done. You know, if they want formal, go formal. If they don't, then don't. You know, you know that person and, and um, that's what you've got to think about is that person and how they would want this and how you want to honor that person. So just um, – just wanted to give those those resources to you if you're in the same boat as me as dealing with the memorial service after a pandemic and having to plan everything. Um, and please know that I'm thinking of you all. And also um, make sure to listen in this uh, this month with our shows. We have some really great shows uh, for this month. Specifically, we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about two of the genes that affect Huntington's disease, FAN1 and MSH3. Those are two of our shows. And then we're going to be doing a show with um, Katie and Katrina um, about their experience at the uh, Sheriff's Conference. And we're going to be doing a show on um, urgency versus hope. And I just wanted to bring this up for a second. So when we talk about hope, it's not the word hope in itself, but more of the hope when it comes to everything that we've faced um, as far as setbacks, setbacks and, um, you know, especially in the past year or two, and uh, our, our feeling of, of hope when it comes to research and professionals and um, exploring that and exploring the urgency we may be feeling as well in the community uh, to have something for us. So um, Seth and BJ and I will be talking about that, and um, it'll be an awesome show, so make sure to tune in. Thanks for listening today. Please keep me in your thoughts this weekend as I, um, as I have to say goodbye to my dad. Even though I've already said goodbye, it feels like I'm having to do it all over again. So um, please keep me in your thoughts, and I'm thinking of you guys as you deal with your own journeys with HD, and I love you very much. Take care. 
Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications. 